Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Those two songs blended perfectly together, by the way. Uh, listen, I uh, I do what I can to sound as professional as possible. <laughs> you put a lot of thought into that one, Bax. Hey, today's National Mom and Pop Business Owners Day, and we've got some local new businesses to talk about in the news a little bit later on. Let me do- let me guess. It's not a radio station. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But the <laughs> day is young. A Ma and Pa radio station? A Ma and Ma. You're, li- you're stuck in the 50s, man. Hey, it's known to happen somewhere. Hell of a show today. Oh, boy. Really? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just you wait. It'll be a surprise to you as much as it is to us. But that's the best kind. It's 537 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. 51 and Queen with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. So the heavy wind is over at least. We got highs in the 30s today, 40s tomorrow, low 60s on Thursday, 50s coming this weekend. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. It remains to be seen if Will Smith will be punished for slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars, but yesterday he took the first necessary step, you know, if he's going to redeem himself, by apologizing directly to Chris. You want to hear his full statement? Yeah. Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line, and I was wrong. I am embarrassed, and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees, and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in process. Progress. Now, uh, is he sincere or what? What do you think? Well, you know, considering just hours before that statement, he was uh, dancing with his Oscar in his hands at the uh, post at the post party, having the time of his life. Yeah. Almost uh, didn't even seem like he had a care in the world. I think we take him at his word there. Oh, that's an apology. I think when everyone is saying, hey, you're kind of acting like a jerk, that's the point when he decided to apologize. Well, it's better than saying nothing. Well, you know, an interesting argument was I heard yesterday that this isn't, this isn't even about alopecia. This is about Will Smith having some issues of his own that he can't contain himself mm-hmm. for getting pissed off at something like that. You know, uh, I agree. But you know, Dave, sometimes making no comment is really all you can say. That's right. By not saying a thing. Mm-hmm. I-, I saw an interesting take yesterday on the situation blaming Jada. This was somebody pa- posting on Facebook saying that Will Smith is completely broken as a man. And Jada pulls all the strings in the relationship breaking down his masculinity on television. Mm -hmm. And they think that Will Smith really didn't care about the joke. But when Jada looked at him to say, as if to say, like, protect me, Mm -hmm. that's when he got up and protected his woman. And the final Uh. line of this (laughs) Facebook post, keep toxic women out of your life because it can turn nice dudes into monsters. Now, I'm quoting. 
Mm-hmm. When Louis C.K. was producing material backstage, I don't remember hearing anybody uh, slapping anything out of his face. No, I don't think uh, anybody was strong enough to. Probably not. So I- it makes me think, even in the worst uh, case scenario, it wasn't even that great of a joke or that bad of a joke to get angry over. Sure. And, uh, you know, I was telling you off the air uh, that it's 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 likely that he didn't even write the joke. The joke was written for him by somebody else. Yeah. And, and you I, said... Well, I read this yesterday, and of course, I don't know if it's true or not, yeah. but the joke was actually written by Amy Schumer. Ah. But again, I can't confirm that. So uh, this meme I have here this morning, this was a, it's a three-scene meme, and the first picture is Will sitting there laughing at the joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second scene is Jada... You know, looking at him and says, the guy I cheated on you wouldn't have let him say that. Right. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> to the thing. point I just made there. Yeah. It's Jada's fault. And and the other one that I thought was hilarious was it's the it's the guys from Pre- Impractical Jokers yeah. standing in a room saying, now go up there and slap Chris Rock. <laughs> and then he's slapping him and then they're all busting out laughing in the final scene. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty damn funny. Uh, in a TikTok just days before the Oscars, Jada said she doesn't give two craps about what people think of her hair. I guess that's a lie. Well, right. I don't know if that's a lie. It, 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 yeah, I don't know about you guys. I think she looks good no matter what her hair looks like. Eh, I think she's a with beautiful woman. With or without it. <laughs> it's, it. She's a beautiful woman. Hell it's yes. just, uh, you know, her approach to things well, might be a little off. Sure, they've got it all worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh and Will, like you said, Will didn't seem too upset because he was at the Vanity Fair after party and he danced at getting jiggy with it. He also had a heart-to-heart with Trevor Noah. I'm sure that went over I'm well. sure that did. Went, that that made all the difference. Why is uh, Trevor Noah like the patriarch of Hollywood now? He was trying to help Kanye and Kim and he's, you know, he's being the dad to everybody. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe that's just his way. You know, he's got a soft-handed approach. And, uh, you know, actually Barry Krieger pointed this out to me yesterday. You know, this guy just won an Academy Award. Nobody's talking about that. They're all talking about he's now forever a meme, mm-hmm. and that's what what, what he has set his himself up for. Well, it's his choice. Totally discredited that whole movie thing. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, Leave it to Barry Krieger to give us all a moment of clarity. Well, he's the patriarch of oh, there's no of question Western about Massachusetts, it. right? You want no question. You want to you want some advice? You ask Daddy Barry. That's how you ask. <laughs> When somebody says, who's your daddy? I say, Barry Krieger, my friends. Uh, so the, how, the amazing Kriegskin. So how does the real King Richard feel about what Will Smith did? A spokesman for Richard Williams says he was shocked and added, quote, we don't condone anyone hitting anyone else unless it's in self-defense. Uh, Will might be in trouble with the union, too. SAG-AFTRA called his behavior unacceptable hmm. and said a disciplinary action is possible. I how highly does, How does SAG... Uh, punish the guy. What do they do? I don't know. Would they uh, kick you out? I mean, they they could, but I don't even think slapping someone in the face is a big enough violation. Well, it, there might be some rules that go along with that membership saying you can't act inappropriately or otherwise you, we don't want you around anymore. I mean, putting Alec Baldwin near the prop table, yeah. that might be worth being expunged, expelled from the union. Oh, that was another joke somebody came up with yesterday was... Uh, Good thing he didn't insult Alec Baldwin's wife. No kidding. Yeah, because, you know, who knows what the hell happened to that. 
Uh, now you can slap Chris yourself. There's a little extra surprise if you manage to surpass 30 kilometers per hour on this online game called SlapChris.com, <laughs> and you move the hand. I just get it, 13 kilometers per hour. Isn't that pretty cool? That is pretty cool. I was looking to see if anyone created any uh, Carlton memes. Not yet. But I but th- th- I don't know if you saw this. There's a lot of people who have already set the entire thing to uh, to music. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, get your get my wife's uh, name out your effing mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've set it to music already. Oh, they've already done like an auto tune version of that. Oh yeah. Oh great. I That's... mean, I would play it for you, but none of it can be played on the radio. <laughs> you know, if there was one thing that could bring this country together, it was Will Smith slapping the crap out of Chris Rock at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Hampshire Fire Protection LL. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, let's face it. In this male-dominated world, sometimes it's just better to let the women call the shots. Men, of which I happen to be one, can be short-sighted and selfish from what I've been told. And as such, there are times that our decisions are clouded with ignorance, stupidity, and other various nonsense. Oh, sure, there'll be some men who'll disagree with that statement, but who's kidding who? Deep down inside, we all know it's true. We're simply not meant to fend for ourselves. For example, yesterday the wife of Baseball Hall of Famer Jim Tomey announced on Twitter that after 40 years, she has decided to cancel her family's Cleveland Browns season tickets. Cancel them! Why? Because, rightfully so, she is disgusted by the Browns' decision to acquire quarterback Deshaun Watson and immediately give him a five-year contract worth $250 million, fully guaranteed with a $45 million signing bonus. All of this comes despite the accusations from 22 women who have filed a mountain of civil lawsuits against him for sexual harassment and assault, which, of course, I can completely understand. Several days ago, Andrea Tomey took to Twitter and announced, quote, officially canceling our Brown season tickets today and asked for a refund as they were paid in full. Very sad after 40 years as a fan, but you have to draw the line in the sand. I believe women, especially when there are 22 of them. Interestingly enough, nobody has heard from Hall of Famer Jim Tomey. He seems to be eerily quiet on the matter, and perhaps that illustrates the unfortunate differences between men and women. Mrs. Tomey canceled the tickets for morally correct reasons. Jim Tomey is probably wondering what this is going to mean for him. Can he still watch the games on TV? Can he go to the games if a buddy has an extra ticket? Regardless of the justifiable outrage, a man needs to know the exact parameters of his moral obligations because when a woman may insist on a definitive moral stance, a man without tickets will always look for ambiguities and loopholes. Sorry, ladies, it's just what we do. We can't be helped, even when you're in the right, which is just about all the time. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at five, count them, five DeWalt power tools on sale all month at Rocky's for just 100 bucks each. I'm looking on my phone at the Rocky's app. You can look in your laptop at rockies.com or pick up the sales flyer at the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? You'll find it online, on the app, and on paper at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. at 611 with back Steve and Dave and Fleetwood Mac. 
on Rock 102. No more heavy winds today. Uh, You you experienced some of that, by the way, where you were last night? I was hearing the wind howling all night long. I I can only judge it based upon whether or not uh, our recycling bucket is uh, 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 fully erect or lying on the ground. Last night it was was lying on the ground. Yeah, I know. It was in a flaccid state. Mm -hmm. What what did that howling sound like, Dave? Uh, It sounded like victory to me. I don't know. Can you you Uh, recreate that sound? sound? That's what it was, right? Wow. All well, night that's, long. That's yeah. not really a howl. would be a howl. Well, maybe maybe we're like <laughs> a that, Yeah, that sounds more like a shh, 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 shh. Eh, Could be a little yeah. bit of that. Like so, somebody's pressure washing yeah, a vehicle. I was going to yeah, say, yeah. you sound yeah. like a lawn sprinkler. Like, right. <laughs> you want yeah. Yeah, yeah, when, when somebody it, says the wind is howling, I go, wow. <laughs> Bex, yours more sounded like a, a little uh, chipmunk eating something. Well, a no, ago. it was it was uh, it was kind of a cross between a, uh, a, a sprinkler uh-huh. and say like a Hannibal Lecter. Uh-huh. That's what yeah, I yeah, thought. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll get that's that. what I was trying sure. to recreate. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just trying to create theater of the mind here. That's oh, all. you're doing it. You're totally bringing it to the table. I did a uh, story in the View from the Couch about uh, Jim Tomey, the Hall of Fame uh, baseball player. Yes, and his and, wife. And his wife. Uh, his wife. Uh, Andrea is is outraged that the Cleveland Browns have signed or or traded for uh, Deshaun Watson, then gave him a five year guaranteed contract. It's not really about the sports, but it really is about she's outraged because this guy has been accused by twenty two women of sexual harassment and assault, mm-hmm. and uh, she's outraged by the whole thing. And she has decided mm-hmm. uh, that they will now cancel their season tickets to the Browns. Their Browns season tickets. Gotcha. They have been in her family yeah. for 40 years. Okay. Uh, and my point in the story was it's a, a little surprising to me how she's gone on Twitter and other uh, social media and has been uh, quite vocal in her displeasure, but there's a eerily uh, absent silence from Jim Tomey himself. Now, I don't know uh, about you, but I'm a man and have been a man for most of my adult life. Congratulations, Thank by the way. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And uh, as such, I hear a story like this, and I immediately start putting myself in the shoes of the man in this situation. Mm-hmm. In this case, uh, Jim Tomey. Yep. A different man. A different man, exactly. A different man in a different set of circumstances. And all I can think of is, in his head, he must hate the fact that these are season tickets to the Cleveland Browns. As bad as the Browns can sometimes be, yep. they're season tickets. And any man worth his weight in salt is trying to find ways uh, around the moral obligations that his wife has set up to try to find loopholes and ambiguities that at least allow him to watch these games on TV. Or if a buddy's got an extra ticket, he can go. He's going to be looking for loopholes well, because... I- Men simply should not be allowed to make their own decisions. Uh, yep, you're you're absolutely right, right about that. That's Am I right? right? You're right. right. You're a man. You're yep. a man. Yes. Are you with me L- on this? Last Same. I checked. Uh, I think he should have taken her side anyway and defended her honor and gone up and slapped Deshaun Watson in the face. That's what I think Jim Tomey should have done. Could have done that too. Right? I don't know if that's the best course of action, I'm though. kidding. The violence I'm just, to, just to let you know, well, that was a joke yeah. based on Chris Rock. In You're kidding? You know, I had no idea okay. that people were listening wouldn't think that would, would take that hey, for a serious uh, line. Sarcasm doesn't always come across on the radio. Well, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that uh, Jim Tomey, who is a barrel-chested power hitter of all, mm-hmm. you know, one of the all-time greats, should be hauling off and clocking anybody, mm-hmm. including a, a Deshaun Watson, who I think uh, you know, is a pretty big dude himself. Yep. But nevertheless, as a man, 
wouldn't you try to find a way around this? Yeah, you don't really win those little debates with your spouse as a guy yeah. sometimes. Can't, can't be one. Nope. There, there was an interesting moment at the Oscars the other night. Had nothing to do with Chris Rock versus Will Smith, but uh, Chris Rock cracked a joke. He saw Javier Bardem yep. in the audience, who's married to the lovely Penelope Cruz. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And Chris Rock said something like, hey, there's Javier Bardem, who's up for an Academy Award, as is his wife, Penelope Cruz. He's hoping like hell that he doesn't win one while she loses one because their marriage would be a shambles after that. Well, I think we can all understand yes. uh, how that would happen yes. and how she would say, it always is all about you. Yes. You know, I went and watched the Academy Awards mm-hmm. yesterday because, uh, you know, I had seven hours to kill. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go back and see, you know, what the tone of the evening was mm-hmm. because the only thing that we're hearing about is this this slap. By the right. I know we're changing subjects here, but this right, is you're just, really not. Though. This is just kind of how this thing goes. <laughs> But but it is kind of related to the the wife husband thing, the, mm-hmm. you know that Jada thing. That was yeah. more like, man, get your ass up there and kick his ass. That was the look she gave him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. But but the rest of the show sucked. Mm-hmm. And this is why I kind of feel like that whole thing was just made up. <laughs> well, if it was, then to your point from yesterday, Chris Rock's going to host next year. They got to sign him up immediately, and maybe Will Smith co-hosts with him. Imagine the fun. I don't know. Now, can you imagine had uh, Chris Rock been replaced by The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson? Do you think at that point Will Smith would have gone on stage and tried slapping him across the the room? Probably not. I don't think so. I think The Rock wouldn't have told that joke. But even if he had. Yes. Even if he had told that joke. (laughs) You're right. I'm pretty sure he would have snapped Will Smith in two. Mm -hmm. Like a a dried out twig on on the... uh, in the woods. Except Dwayne The Rock Johnson seems like kind of a pacifist. He seems like a nice guy who wouldn't react with violence. Oh, I don't know. You Have you have you seen none of his films? Well, that's all showbiz, though. In real life, he seems like a pussycat to me. I would love to know what the conversation was between Will Smith mm-hmm. and his wife after that happened. Sure. Like, immediately, like, as they're leaving the theater and they're going to that party, what she must have said to him. What was it? Probably not. Thank you for defending my honor. What are you, crazy? Yeah. She probably said to him. Because, I mean, everything we've said this morning about how, you know, they got the open marriage, mm-hmm. and, you know, she was cheating on him or, you know, whatever it was. And even, you know, your contention that uh, that you kind of maybe even blame her uh, to a certain degree. Just based on a Facebook comment I saw yesterday, I thought it was an interesting take. You just have to wonder mm-hmm. what happened next mm-hmm. because that i would have i would have loved to have been a fly on the wall during that conversation yeah well i'm sure she uh she read him the riot act yeah you know? right reading the riot act and here's the part uh that i would have gotten on i would not only wanted to have been a fly on the wall i would have been a fly that would have said man am i glad that's not me <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, i escaped that one very yeah quickly. i'm so happy i'm a fly that you know chokes on its own vomit and eats it i mean that that's would have been that would have been, that my, would have been my contention in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of memes going around, though. I love this. I kind of like. I like when stuff like this happens. I saw one today. It's got it's it's Chris Rock, and uh, and the Smiths. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a you know Jada Pinkett Smith and, and Will Smith, and it says uh, scissors, rock, paper. Oh, yeah. you see what I'm talking yep. about? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yep, and- paper covers rock. 
<laughs> but scissors, I forgot what that is. Yeah. I like this one. It's just a picture of her. It says, uh, if you don't hit him, I'm going to cheat on you again. <laughs> <laughs> and there were a number of them stealing your linebacks about uh, fresh prints, fresh prints on the guy's face. Yeah, but I was first. Yes, I just you were. I point that out. Yes, you were. First. Yes. Well, I mean, that joke is so old anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, but it's how you apply it. Exactly It's right. how yeah. you apply yeah. it. Yes. And then they, then they got this one of uh, Will Smith on CNN that says, uh, fresh prints moving back to Bel Air, says mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the New York Post headline: Best Smacker. Best smack. Oh, best actor. Best ah, actor. Best smacker. No, no, gotcha. I, yeah. I, I love the New York Post for that very reason. When they come up with those headlines, and one of the ones that they there was two that they did Beatles related. One was when Heather Mills was divorcing Paul McCartney, and the headline said, "He beats me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then the other one where John Lennon had oh. revealed at some point that uh, the Beatles uh, were pleasuring themselves together. Uh-huh. Did you hear that one? Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's and the headline on the post was "Beat the Beatles." <laughs> <laughs> they you know, come up with some great headlines on that on that That's newspaper. Real it, journalism there. And isn't it amazing with the humanitarian crisis ongoing in Ukraine that this? is the focus here in the United States. Sometimes we need a story like this. Yes, right. Well, there was one, you know, it's funny you said that, Dave, because there was there's one of these uh, Ben Jennings cartoons, those political cartoons, yeah. and it's and in this, this is a like a news anchor talking to obviously it's a person with a press vest on mm-hmm. and a helmet and the uh, correspondent says, and now we go to our correspondent live from the Oscars. Yeah. As if <laughs> the violence we've, is occurring there. We've forgotten everything. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It's 621 with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Join the team. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 627. And Tom Petty with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Ooh, Steve's favorite, Tom Petty. I'm not sure if it's his favorite Tom Petty song, but uh, see, I think I think you I think you're mischaracterizing what I said. I said "Free Fallen" is the worst Tom Petty song ever made. I didn't say Tom <laughs> Petty sucks. It's that particular song that I think sucks. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. And and, and I would argue that that's an epic song mm-hmm. that uh, you know if you play it in a bar, guess what everyone's doing? Yeah, They're singing it, along to and, it, and it transcends formats in radio because it's played in just about every format there is including wow. classic rock it's all right steve you, you can uh, you can die on that hill if you want to it's uh, it's really all up to you i uh what do you mean die on that hill i just i don't like that <laughs> song and you know what there was other people that day when we brought that yes. up that didn't that that agreed with me as well <laughs> And one woman agreed with the two of you bitches. So yeah, well, I don't know listen, what you want me to do. Listen, I can we can make any statement. Exactly. You're gonna have somebody agree. Like of I could go on the air and say, "Hey, Mother Teresa, not too crazy about her." Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna c- call and and, uh, and and back me up on that one. Yeah. Well, and probably the same thing with any given song too. You're gonna have lovers and haters there, out there. There you go. Lovers and haters. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now. <laughs> Got some on you. It's time for today. It's back, Stephen Dave on Rock 102. What do you want? We, what do you want? A polished intro every day or what? No, no. we wouldn't expect that. Uh, it's an improv intro. Mm-hmm. Today I learned that a tapeworm can live inside humans for up to 30 years and grow to 80 feet Good in size. God. 80 feet. You can get a tapeworm 
which is a type of flatworm, by drinking water contaminated with tapeworm eggs or larvae. Mmm, yummy. Yeah, raw or undercooked meat is just another way uh, tapeworms can find their way into people. And tapeworms embed their heads into the intestinal wall and remain there. Ooh. From there, certain types of tapeworms can produce eggs that mature into larvae that migrate to other parts of the body. And a tapeworm looks like a long white ribbon. Ooh, pretty white ribbon. I wouldn't wrap that around your Christmas gifts. And they can grow up to 80 feet long and live in you for up to 30 years. Years. I used to have nightmares about that because I heard about that when I was growing up, and I used mm-hmm. to I used to actually have nightmares about that. Yeah, I watched some program mm-hmm. one time where they were pulling one of these things Ooh. out of somebody. Oh, it was gross, God. really, absolutely gross. Well, I'm so glad that uh, people are listening to this while they're trying to chow down on breakfast. Yeah. Well, now you can enjoy your eggs and squiggly spaghetti. <laughs> As you now have heard today, I learned. Coming up next in the news, an historic stone monument locally damaged in a hit and run. Details next. Get away with a great deal only at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event with new cars arriving daily. Sign and drive on an all-wheel drive Hyundai Tucson. Now with zero due at signing, zero down, and zero security deposit. Reserve your new Tucson or test drive one at your Western Mass Hyundai dealer today. Visit buyhyundai.com to find the dealer nearest you. Hurry in now during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end March 31st. Call 661-615-2112 for complete details. 632 with back Stephen David Rock. Oh, jeez. With back Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102, it's time for news, and here is Dave Coombs. Who's running this place over I don't here? even know. What the hell's going I, on? I don't know. It's a ghost in the machine. That's what it is. Or so- an idiot running it. <laughs> hey, there's a new round of talks between Ukraine and Russia set for today. So that's hopeful, right? Yes. P- perhaps with the idea of ending the war. This comes after fighting appears to have stalemated, according to the Associated Press, even as the president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, said in his nightly address last night that Ukrainian forces had retaken control of one of the suburbs in the capital city of Kiev. So that's good news. So yeah. hopefully we're getting closer to an end to this thing. Well, Maybe. Let, you know, again, let's not get too, too, uh, too ambitious here. This is just talks it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to resolve their differences there's a lot of differences here so i mean anytime i hear about this kind of diplomatic solution Mm -hmm. as a first step you know there's usually a lot more steps to go it ain't going to get resolved in just a single meeting nor is locally the Nathan Bills off-duty police assault trial ongoing in springfield jurors failing to return a verdict Yesterday, after the first day of deliberations, the trial focusing on that 2015 street fight pitting a group of off-duty Springfield police officers gathered at the popular East Forest Park bar against four black civilians who later said they were jumped by the police. So real, no real movement in that case either, at the moment at least. No, but it's a great place to go for uh, Irish egg rolls. Man, they're good. I've you not like tried that? those. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to put that on my list of go-to destinations. What's uh, just I haven't uh, had the Irish egg rolls over there. I think I've had a patty melt and a salad. But uh, what uh, what's in the Irish egg roll? Uh, corned beef and cabbage. Now you're talking. And Swiss cheese. Nothing wrong with that. And then they give you a uh, like a Thousand Island dipping sauce to go with it. And then Ooh. a set of defibrillators too. Yes. Nice. Yes. And a Guinness to go along with it, maybe to wash it all down. 
Well, you could get any number of different drinks over there, but yeah, uh, yeah I'm sure they have sure. Guinness on tap. Gotcha. Uh, police in Ludlow are investigating a hit-and-run accident that damaged an historic stone monument. An individual approached a town police officer in the area of Church and Center Streets Friday and reported that the stone monument to the Rude family at that intersection had been damaged by a tractor-trailer. Apparently, a white truck with red lettering reportedly had trouble making a turn from Center Street, resulting in the truck reversing three separate times, running over a stop sign, street signs, and then striking the monument, knocking a large portion of the top and dislodging it from its base. This is one of those trucks that has in the back, how's my driving, and a number to call? Probably. Because I that, that's, that's at the point where you I, say, maybe I should call. Yeah, I, I don't think it's one of those semi-tractors like that, because those are the ones that have those kind of signs on them, but just maybe a truck like Steve has. I'm just saying it wasn't Steve, but it's kind of like his truck. I don't have a white truck. No, but the same type of truck is oh, what I'm saying. The same, truck? the same type of size, I think. Oh, yes. I thought you were talking like a tractor-trailer truck. Well, actually, you know what? It, 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 <coughs> you're right. It was a tractor-trailer, as I'm rereading it here. And so, Bax, you're probably right about the sign on it as well. Yeah. I would... Uh, I'd be... I'd be dialing right away. And they're probably looking for drivers, too. Usually those kinds of tractor-trailer companies are, have all sorts of openings. Uh, I've, uh, you know, years ago, I, where I worked uh, with the choo-choos in, in the rail yard. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, I worked on the side where all the tractor-trailers would come in. And I would say 99% of the truck drivers that came through right. were good, decent, hardworking people. Mm -hmm. But just like in any job. You got that one percent that makes them look bad. With one one guy's actions, makes the rest of them look bad. And this is probably that guy, the one guy who decides yeah. not to not to try that hard. Yeah, this is the guy that uh, you know got the bare minimum on his test at Nets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we used to make fun of somebody that, like uh, you know, like the JB Hunt guy. One one guy came in, he uh, he destroyed. He leaves with the trailer, and then he comes back, and it's completely damaged. And he says, oh, yeah, you didn't mark this damage down on it. Well, it turns out he got stuck under the underpass <laughs> down, down the street and didn't want anybody to know. And we used to say J.B. Hunt stood for just been hired, unfortunately never trained. <laughs> <laughs> but mo listen, 99%. It's a good deal. Yeah. They work hard. They yep. work their asses off. But it's listen, it's just like any, any workplace that you would have. One person dragging you down, Bax. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that out loud. What? That you're dragging. I'm not dragging anything down. I'm propping you up. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know about that. Tell you what, uh, my shoulders are getting a little tired carrying this uh, this charade for as long as I have. That's why you have those knee problems, isn't it? That's exactly mm -hmm. it. They're finally starting to buckle. Yeah. Just like that monument did in Ludlow, by the way. And by the way... It's over 100 years old, that monument, and it's the second one in Ludlow to be damaged by a vehicle in less than a year. The Ludlow Soldiers Monument on Center Street was also toppled and smashed. This is why they can't have nice things. Exactly. That happened with a motor vehicle back in May of 2021. So obviously some sort of traffic issue in Ludlow near these monuments. Somebody suggested to me yesterday we should do a drinking game out of every time you say, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I like it. We'll mark it up. Mm -hmm. Because, right. by the way, you do say by the way a lot. Uh, you know what? Now I won't anymore, just what? to foil that attempt. I think you would put an Irish alcoholic to shame if we did a drink. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't give it up now. Okay. People are going to want to start drinking yeah, early. Yeah, they're going to want to get it. 
Listen, Dave, it's a crutch. Everybody's got a crutch. They do? I got a cr- yeah, I do. What's Back. your What's your crutch? Uh, what What do I? I do the uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, he does uh, that a lot. I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. And Bax just walks around with crutches. I have to. Mm-hmm. From carrying the others to the show. That's it. <laughs> well, hey. And this, and this heavy burden. I'm all for drinking games. In Chicopee, all people, including business owners, have been banned from entering the Cabotville mill buildings under a court order. That's escalated after a nearly six-month saga that has pitted the city against the property owners, all because of a fire department inspector's uh, discovery about multiple problems with the sprinkler system and flaws with the fire alarm system. Now, they just told, uh, was it like last month, they told all yes. the businesses that were in there they yep. had to vacate. Yep. By I, I think it was by... Today. Or this week. This I think week. it was April 1st. Yeah. yeah, right. Now there's an emergency order, apparently springing from the Western Division of Housing Court in Springfield. This occurred Friday to close the entire mill following violations of that agreement. They were going to be able to remain open until March 31st, which I believe would be Thursday of this week. Is that right? Yeah. Am I yeah. getting yeah. my math correct? Uh, but according to these reports, there have been a number of incidents of partying at the property after hours. So people are using the building to do some of the drinking games that you might have just mentioned. Well, they listen to the podcast. Exactly. And they say, let's see how many yeah. times Dave Coombs says, by the way, and then uh, we'll be drunk. It's like playing Roxanne with your friends. <laughs> You're going to get messed up by the end of that song. Sure. We were rocked by the mass hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, is this... I wonder if this is happening since they told people to vacate. I mean, if you if somebody told you to vacate, right? Yeah, let's make this a last hurrah. Let's start bringing in our friends sure. and start partying up. Mm-hmm. That's like the that was the one thing uh, you know. Somebody told me to rent out my barn for like people who have horses and stuff. Yeah, but then you know another person said you got to set hours though. Like you can't like you got to cap it off at like you can't come past seven p.m. and you can't come earlier than four a.m. because what a lot of these folks do that rent out stalls and, and horse barns, they bring all their friends. Mm-hmm. So they're like party until 11 or 12 o'clock at night out in the barn. Sure. I don't want that. You don't want that. No, but that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of activity that's going on here in these mill buildings. They're partying with the horses? Well, they're partying with each other, the other horse people. Oh, I see. I thought the, the horses were throwing parties. And even if that's the case, shouldn't be throwing parties in someone else's barn, a barn that's not yours. Unless, of course. Yeah, there's uh, there are permissions. Well, if you're renting the space, can't you fit as many people as you want in that little stall? No, point. why not? <laughs> you can't do that. Hey, Chris Rock is coming to Massachusetts. Really? Yeah, his first shows, the comedian's first stand-up shows, will be in Massachusetts. It's on the heels of the Oscars incident in which he took the slap from Will Smith. He'll be in Boston. Chris Rock will be in Boston on March 30th at mm. the Wilbur Theater. And he's set to perform six shows in three nights at the Wilbur from March 30th through April 1st. Hmm. And then he's got a show at the Mohegan Sun in June. I bet you they'll be all sold out. And I bet you there'll be all kinds of security preventing people from punching him in the face. I am. That's one of the things that I am so surprised about, Mm -hmm. that no one, no one from that venue went and and did anything about it not even after he did it when marty caproni called us yesterday he was absolutely right because he talked about that in any other place Mm -hmm. if you cause a violent skirmish yep security bounces you out the door security 
exactly. And I don't, I don't care whether the guy was up for an award or not. I mean, he should have been tossed out. Yeah. We got no security here, by the way. Something goes wrong with the three of us. Don't encourage him. Yeah, I'll be running to the uh, the back door and hiding until the gunshots are done with. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it should be entertaining, I would think. Because Chris Rocks should be able to bust out all sorts of new material. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He for, could. For yeah. his shows in Boston uh, later this week. This is why it's a setup. He probably wasn't doing well with ticket sales. We need something going on here. He Will Smith, now. come up and slap me on stage, please. <laughs> <laughs> maybe right. And, you know, somebody said that uh, maybe they have the same agent. Will Smith and Chris Rock. That's and, true, and too. then you'd really have a conspiracy there. I'm telling you, uh, with the, the more... You look at the ratings of the Oscars, the more it makes sense. They needed something to get people talking about it again. I'm telling you, if I'm if I'm the Oscars, I am al- I am already writing out the contract for Chris Rock to host it next year. Cuz that is that is the mm-hmm. way to bring the people back. Sure. Weather for today highs in the 30s is all, but highs in the 40s tomorrow and then low 60s on Thursday for the weekend. We'll probably have some 50s. Best chance of rain this week is Thursday. Coming up next in the Mass Hat, a guy so illegal, evidence of his illegal activities from outer space. Details straight ahead on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651. And the Rolling Stones on Rock 102. Hey, uh, real quick about the uh, Backseat Musical podcast this week. My guest this week uh, is Steve Hackett, former uh, guitar player for Genesis. They, over the weekend, played their very final show. But he is going to be at the Wilbur Theater in Boston on the 2nd. That's uh, that's coming up uh, very, very soon. Good guest, man. Good guest. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday, a very special uh, Backseat Musical uh, podcast, a metal uh, edition with Rob Halford from Judas Priest. Now, the reason I bring that up is Judas Priest has got their 50th anniversary tour. They're coming to the Songus Center in Lowell on the 4th. That's next week. And Pat Kelly will have tickets to that show later this afternoon, so you might want to check that out. Again, all those those, uh, interviews will be available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and directly on rock102.com. Well, I know you've had Rob Halford before on your podcast, so yeah, he's becoming he's, a regular on your show, man. Well, uh, listen, I don't want to <laughs> brag, mm-hmm. but he called me buddy like twice. Wow. I know. So me and Rob Halford are like buddies. Buddy. And, and you do this via Zoom, by the way, or not? We did, and, uh, yeah, we did uh, We did Zoom yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Guy could not be cooler, yeah. and uh, that'll be posted on Thursday. Cool. So there you have it. I called you buddy. Did he also say, "Hey, you can't swing a dead cat in this place without no. hitting No, a- <laughs> no. There, there's, there is nothing nah. phony about Rob Halford. <laughs> no comparisons between he and Scott Cohen. Not yeah. in the least. <laughs> Very good. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's Mass Hat. When you're breaking the law, you might want to check to see that evidence of you breaking the law is not evident from outer space. Now, are you saying breaking the law because I just mentioned Rob Halford for Judas Priest? Breaking the law. Because that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I I wish I was that clever, but everything kind of interweaves here. It just ties in. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Yes, and by the way... Ha-ha. Yeah, there you go. Poli- police in England. Were oh, ra- hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should, maybe we should have some sort of sound of somebody chugging a beer instead of the cash register. I got to get that sound effect. Yeah, there we'll get go. that one. So police in England raided a 
54-year-old guy's house this month after they got a tip he might be in possession of some stolen bicycles. How did they know? (laughs) Apparently, they could see it from outer space. The pile of stolen bicycles in his backyard, viewable via satellite images on Google Maps. How, on Google Maps? Yes. How long did he have these bikes for? He must have been doing this for years. Yes. It's not clear how many bikes it is, but there's another photo that police took because they investigated after they saw the posting on Google Maps. <laughs> so they went over there yeah. with their police photographer, and it looks like hundreds of bicycles. Now, people who live in the area claim the pile has been there for years to answer your question i don't know how many years what but years well because they don't do those satellite images like every week it takes a few years sometimes before they Mm -hmm. because when you look at those google map images you got to remember that not every everywhere is it a clear day like it looks like on google earth so what Mm -hmm. they do is they take those pictures on the clear days and then meld them together to make that giant like Google Earth or map picture. Now I've lo- and you can go back in time too. You can on Google Earth if you have the app, you can actually go back in time to like when the first satellite picture was taken of your like if you're looking at your property. Oh no kidding! Versus what it looks like from the last time they took the picture. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool because I used to go look over my old house and go, oh yeah, well I I can tell it was this year because it had that vehicle that I was driving that year, and then you skip uh-huh. ahead, yeah, and then you can see all the overhead stuff. So the the last time of this house that I'm living in now was when the previous owners lived there because it's got all their vehicles and stuff in the driveway. So it's pretty neat to to go back. But that, like I said, it 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 that the the satellite image is from like three or four years ago. So this guy had them for quite some time. Well, I mean, not only that, he's got a problem. He's not getting rid of them. I mean, what, I mean if you're going to steal them, isn't the goal to then resell them to somebody else? And no. if he's got that big of a backlog, unless he's just one of these compulsive scoff laws, that just the, the the thrill is just stealing it. Maybe, maybe he's too tired, huh. like the bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, I, somebody on social media joked that uh, we shouldn't jump to conclusions because he might just have two to three hundred children, and maybe those are just, that's where they keep that's the bikes in the, in the family. Who shouldn't knows? Discount that at all? Yeah. Uh, what would you name them all? Name 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 <laughs> ten of them. <laughs> Nigel and Thurston. Yeah. <laughs> Bradley. Yeah. I'm done. That's well, you, got, you guys aren't going to well, chime you got, in. you got 97 others to go. Well, you got Tommy and Nikki and Billy and Jimmy and, you know, all these people. Everybody's riding bikes at that house. So, anyway, if you want to go check it out, apparently you can. You can find the image of all these stolen bicycles in a pile in this guy's backyard in England. That's pretty cool, though, that, yep. that you can solve crimes that way. Yeah. Well, and we did the story, I think it was maybe last week, about the guy that thought he found aliens underneath the ocean with a Google map image of some sort of, like, trash can looking lid somewhere underneath the ocean in the Pacific. Wasn't, wasn't really aliens? Uh, I, I don't know. Ah, don't know bad. yet. It could be a hidden city. You never know. Sure. Coming up in the 102 second sports, a trademark at Gillette Stadium is gone. Details straight ahead on Rock 102. The following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. It is 7 o'clock on Rock 102. We have highs in the 30s today, highs in the 40s tomorrow. Thursday, low 60s, but a chance of rain. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. 
starting with football, big moves in the NFL. All 32 teams will now hire a minority offensive assistant for the upcoming season. It's part of the league's ongoing diversity efforts. And according to a league statement, the coach can be, quote, a female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority. Meantime, the trademark lighthouse at Gillette Stadium is gone for now. As part of major renovations currently underway at the stadium, the famous lighthouse has been torn down. But don't worry, the familiar feature will be enhanced and will be returning as Gillette undergoes a heavy makeover expected to be fully completed by 2023. In hockey, the Bruins hosting the Leafs tonight at 7. In the AHL, the Thunderbirds back home this Saturday at Mass Mutual Center. They'll have former UMass defenseman Matt Kessel with the team for the remainder of the season. And in the NBA, the Raptors beat the Celtics in overtime 115-112. to And UConn's women punching their ticket into the Final Four. Bax has details of that next in his view from the couch on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's some exciting news. The Yukon Huskies have made it to the Final Four in the Women's NCAA College Basketball Tournament by beating NC State in a double overtime thriller that was one for the ages. 91-87 to was the final. The Huskies not only won the game, they're off to the Final Four for their 14th consecutive year. In other words, there are women on this team who were only four years old the last time UConn didn't make it to the Final Four. And that's because it was an awful long time ago. Now you may ask, hey Baxi, how come you waited until the end of the month to talk about the women's brackets on the UConn Huskies? Well, you bring up a very good point. And without meaning to sound dismissive or sexist in any way, I have not followed the women's tournament like I should simply because I've become insufferable enough just immersing myself in the brackets that I did fill out. Never mind filling out something else. It's not that I don't care. It's just that I don't care as much. And really, it's for my own good. Nevertheless, this Friday, you'll have number two seeded UConn facing top seeded Stanford. And before that, you'll have two number one seeds facing each other in Louisville and South Carolina. It's all very exciting stuff, as it has been for the last 14 years. Of course, been a few years since the Huskies won a championship in 2016, but really what's the point of per- even pointing that out? These women have had a great season despite all five of their losses, the most of any UConn team in the last 10 years. The fact of the matter is they got there again for the 14th year in a row, and wouldn't it be great to give head coach Gino Ariyama another national title? Because I'm just not sure 11 of them is quite enough for that guy. Besides, Having an even number of championship trophies would really balance out the space on the mantle. And who are any of us to deny him that chance? Certainly not me, that's for damn sure. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Peyton Primer on one? Get out of here. Did that really work? You bet it does. Call Clark and Kensington, the house brand paint at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Clark and Kensington delivers on the Peyton Primer on one promise. Good people. Rock solid service and Clark and Kensington paint at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.09. And the police with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Winter hanging on. Highs in the 30s today. 40s tomorrow, though, and 60s on Thursday. Uh, How about a little uh, Am I the A-hole this morning? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, Here we go. Am I the A-hole for laughing at the absurdity of my wife taking pictures of herself cleaning? I, 36 male, work full-time, and my wife, 27 female, stays at home. 
We've been married for five years. I have a good job, so I'm happy to support her. We do not have any children. My wife is something of a slob. I know this isn't the nicest thing to say about your partner, but she would happily step over a pile of clothes in our living room for a month before actually folding him. So that's unusual. Normally, it's the guy, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it would be the right. slob. Yeah, I was going to say, this woman's my soulmate. Right. Where can I, was, I meet her? I was going to say, <laughs> I don't see anything wrong going on here. Mm-hmm. During the uh, daytime, she doesn't really cook, clean, or do any housework at all. She loves browsing the internet and watching Netflix, but beyond her interest, she can rarely gather up the energy to do much at all. To be honest, before marriage, when I lived alone, my house was much cleaner than it is now. The, b- the bizarre thing about this situation is that she's incredibly sensitive about the fact that she doesn't seem to really do much all day and denies it whenever it's brought up. Mm. I do my own laundry, prepare my own lunches, and even cook dinner. Wow. She uh, might do the dishes in the evening or she'll leave them for me the next day. A few days ago, I got really tired of it because a pile of her stuff that I didn't know where to put away had been sitting in our living room for over a week. This sounds like, like me telling my kids to pick the stuff up around the house yeah but you see you're the father you're in a different situation than an adult an adult uh i told her she really needs to get it together and learn how to clean even a little every day she fired back that she's not a maid to which i responded was clear because if she went to someone's (laughs) house laid on their sofa and watched netflix for six hours (laughs) she would have been fired on her first day this guy is really yeah. ramping up himself. Yeah, maybe. The next day I got home, after, uh, after I got home from work, my wife and I were still kind of in a cold war. She suddenly approached me and showed me pictures she took of herself cleaning during the day, repeating, see, this is what I do during the day. Mm. I couldn't help myself and began laughing at how ridiculous it was, then said having a fake photo shoot like an Instagrammer didn't mean she was doing a good job around the house. She says, I crossed the line. Now she's sulking in her room. I feel like she's trying to emotionally manipulate me, but I could have pushed it too far. Am I the a-hole? You see, I would need to know a little (laughs) bit more information. Is he picking up after himself? He is. He is. He's the one cleaning and cooking. So he's enabling her then in her her deficiencies. I don't know. Is he? Maybe. Is he enabling her? Because, I mean, it's very easy for him to say that, but is he putting away her stuff, too? Mm-hmm. I mean, does she ever pick up or clean? It seems like no. It, yeah, it doesn't seem like she does that According at all. to Steve's d- description. Well, it said she did the laundry, her own laundry, like, after a month, she'll fold it. But she'll <laughs> leave it in a pile for a month. Right. Hey, listen, if it's a clean pile... Yeah. What's the deal? Who cares if you yeah. fold it? Especially if it's warm in the wintertime. Get in there and snuggle with that warm That's yeah. it. pile of clothing. I'm actually on this woman's side. because Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, listen, it's hard keeping clean, keeping, keeping things uh, tidy around the house. Yeah, life isn't easy. I right. mean, but you got to do it. It's similar to parenting. You've had this discussion with well, Steve all yeah. the time, and Steve himself says you got to sometimes suck it up and do things that aren't popular around the house. See, I'm I'm probably more likely to lean on Steve's side on this because, and again, without knowing everything mm-hmm. or hearing her side of the argument, it's hard to know for sure. But he seems to be a guy who is a little bit more controlling than he needs to be. Yeah, I mean, if this is the way it's been, why are you complaining about it now? Yeah. He's obviously been married to her for a while, and, uh, you know, he it's not like he didn't know this was going to be her behavior. Well, that isn't stated in there. Maybe this developed as the marriage unfolded. Maybe there was no evidence of that. I, I've been in situations before where I was surprised by behavior that I didn't see coming. 
Listen, I'm, so I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a as a guy who has been married twice, yes, uh, yes like I'm sure there there probably are things you just didn't see coming. Right. You know, so, uh, I'll, I'll take the other side just to just to like draw the lines here. So I'll take the guy's side here. With and again, without knowing the entirety of the story here. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to not to feminize myself, but I totally understand where this woman's coming from because. Yeah, I like looking at TikTok videos and watching Netflix all day, too, on the couch. Yeah. Actually, I've gotten very good at that over the years. But poking fun at your spouse probably not the way to go about no, no, solving I mean, this issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, you're trying to, you know, try to uh, you negotiate yes. something in the middle. Yes. You know, the, and does the house have to be completely clean? I don't know about that. You know, my, my grandmother used to have like the cleanest house I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. That house was spotless. If there was, if there was a dish... Left in the yes. sink. Yes, for mo- for more than three minutes, it was uh, it was an aberration. Well, I uh, there's a difference between being dirty and being untidy. There's a huge difference with that. Right. I think any. I mean, you walk into my house, it's untidy. It's just because. You got me and two kids living there, yeah. and you know they tend to, to like throw their jacket down on the chair or throw the you know this the blanket on the over the over the back of the couch, but they don't sometimes pick it up understand and i'm guilty of that too i'm not just blaming this on my kids right when i come in i throw everything out of my pockets and i throw it right on the counter well, you know like and i know women by the way similar to what you were describing with your aunt or aunt yeah <laughs> where, where you walk into their house like, and my grandmother yeah your yeah. grandmother sorry and you walk into their house and it's spotless mm-hmm. as you enter the house and the woman says oh my it's such a mess in here i'm sorry yeah, yeah, for the yeah, mess yeah, and yeah, they're really yeah. looking for compliments yeah because there's a there's a napkin on the floor yeah, right. please and when people come into my house i'm like don't mind the mess because i really mean don't mind the mess mm-hmm. like yeah. you might have to step over a couple of things in order to get to where you're going you know years ago and this goes back uh, quite a while, mm-hmm. maybe like 10 years. Uh, I, we used to have a cleaning woman, a cleaning lady come mm-hmm. to the house and, cl- and, and clean up. But that starts off a new cycle that uh, I, to this day, I still don't understand because yep. the woman would come every two weeks and uh, three days before she came, we would clean the house <laughs> for the cleaning lady. Kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Whose job it was yeah. to clean our house. Right. And so it just seemed to me it was an awful lot of work for three days to get the house clean enough yeah. for her to clean it. Well, and I've been through that where my spouse then criticizes the job that the cleaning woman does that we've hired yeah. for the job. Right. It's like, you can't win. Well, I mean, if it's... I mean, if, if the place is a crap hole before she gets here, yeah. she only has so many hours in the day okay. to take care of all of her clients. But the, the the difference between somebody who is a cleaning person versus a maid are two completely different jobs. The cleaning person is just there to clean up the dirt and all the other grime and everything else from the last week. They're right. not there... Unless you specifically hired them to fold your clothes and do all those things. No, I can fold my own clothes. I'm just, I just don't want to. No, but that's the difference between cleaning person and and maid. Uh, a maid is a completely different, a maid is Mrs. Garrett, you know. What? No! <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's what a maid is. How does she sound again? What was that? What? No! Girls, girls, yeah. girls. It's uncanny. Uh, <laughs> That's my favorite family guy. I know, I know, the best yeah. part. 
Uh, but yeah, it, th- that's the difference. And and yeah, you should kind of tidy up a little bit before the cleaning person comes because they're the ones that need to get all that stuff out of the way in order them for them to wash the floors. And- yeah, listen, I've heard this cockamamie excuse before. I'm not buying it. Who All right. is cleaning your house now? Well, right now, nobody. Yes, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, so who is the a-hole in this situation? Hey, if you want to chime in on the phone, we'd love your take. Now, Steve and Bax say the guy is the a-hole, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying if what he says is true, then maybe the woman is a little bit. If she's not yeah. doing anything... Before we take calls, what's your what's your situation? Do you clean everything yourself? I have to. I'm all alone now. But is it pristine? And no, uh, you're no. not. A, you're not a neat freak. No. But I is mean, there like underwear laying on the floor? No. Is there, is, no. So are, you, are you one of these guys that like uh, that builds a pathway with old papers and bottles and cans and pizza boxes? Used to be back in college. I yeah, was accused. Right. Oh yeah, fraternity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like, I'm, I'm thinking more like. Uh, uh, like a like a hoarder. What, what was that movie that uh, Mel Gibson was in, where he was like a, like a conspiracy nutcase, and his apartment was all booby trapped with bombs and old leaflets? Yeah, I can see Dave's apartment looking like that. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure, you know, trying to draw parallels here. I'm just saying I I, huh? I I could see maybe how things could get away from you. Well, let's all go take pictures of our dwellings later on today. We can oh, share. Yeah. Yeah, How about that? Know, no, <laughs> you know, no. but because well, because I'm telling you that, uh-huh. like, you know, like my bedroom, it's just like I don't have it. Like I'm not the kind of person that needs decorations and all that stuff. Yeah. It's just like I have bins of clothes. I have you know stuff over here. It's not like it's decorated like some sort of because there's nobody that lives with me yeah. that would require me to do that kind I, of thing. I'm a typical Libra. I got I'm somewhere in the middle. It's like it's not pristine, but it ain't a wreck. Okay, See, I'm in. I'm not a. I'm a Libra too, but I'm nowhere near yeah. balanced in any means. <laughs> I'm always leaning towards the bad end. And and I am the only married guy in the room. Yeah. And so if I started taking pictures of our house, my wife would kill me. <laughs> Simple as that. All right. Well, if you want to chime in and decide who's the a hole, feel free. Right. It's two nine three one zero two one. It's seven twenty with back Stephen Dave and Rock one zero two. This spring, Rock at 726 and The Who. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. So we're in the middle of Am I the A-Hole to mm-hmm. recap, right? Yeah, Am I uh, the A-Hole for, uh, let's see, we get the title of it again. Am I the A-Hole for laughing at the absurdity of my wife taking pictures of herself cleaning? Basically, the guy was saying he works all day long. She doesn't work all day long. He supports her. She doesn't clean the house. And then she took pictures of herself cleaning so she could prove to him that she does clean and he thinks she's a jerk you've taken you've taken her side you two guys Mm -hmm. yeah and i've taken his side okay this argument let's go to the phone see what people think rock 102 good morning who's this this is brian what's up brian yeah hey guys i i I think i think i think the guy could find himself uh, a peg bundy (laughs) (laughs) good reference yes very good reference Home yeah. sweet hell. Yep. I, I don't want to call her an a-hole, but she's the one that needs to pull her own weight around the house, too. Okay. Gotta help out. Thanks for being on my side. Yep. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is Jesse. Hey, hey Jesse. What's up? Not much, man. I totally think this, this chick is <laughs> though. I mean, <laughs> she's freeloading off this dude. And, you know, I mean, there was a time, right, the guy would work, take care of his woman, but she would take care of the home. She would take care of everything at home. And listen, if she's out earning a living and she's bringing in all this money, that's one thing. But she's not. She's just sitting at home on her ass and can I ask, off this guy. Can I ask you a dumb he question? Probably, can, let me ask you a yeah. dumb question. 
Were your knuckles dragging on the floor before you picked up your phone? Yes. <laughs> At least he admits it. All right, just want to make sure. Thank you. Thanks, man. Take care. Yeah, you too. Um, and I, I would say, by the way, it's the same thing if the guy was a stay-at-home guy. Yeah, sure. And there are you know men like that. And so maybe they clean the house if the woman is the big earner. Well, what are you talking about? That's a woman's job, <laughs> Dave. Yeah, okay, knuckle dragger. What do you think we're there for? <laughs> well, yeah, I was, I, all this that guy, that last caller, just reminded me of those like old commercials from like the 50s, 60s, and 70s of sure. the misogynistic. <laughs> yep. The one, the one I most recently saw was like a, it was an ad for like Goodyear or Michelin, and the and the woman is uh, her husband is coming in to the airport uh, for her to pick him up. Well, she's driving the car, and there's lights flashing, and she's swerving this way and swerving that way, but the Michelin tires, of course, saved her life. Of course. And uh, wouldn't you want uh, your precious cargo being protected <laughs> by Michelin tires? Mm -hmm. And then he gets in the car, and everything's fine. Nobody has any problems. Well, yeah, and that's, you know, that's yeah. a realistic situation. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find those. I'll put those up on uh, on our Facebook page. It's seven twenty nine. We have news next, and in news, business is booming in Springfield. Couple of examples of that straight ahead in Rock one hundred two. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. New round of talks between Ukraine and Russia set for today. So maybe hopes of ending the war are springing forward, while Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky saying in his nightly address to the nation that Ukrainian forces had retaken control of one of the major suburbs in the capital city of Kiev. Good news there. In Springfield, renovations have begun, and the owner of the Shaking Crab at 1373 Main Street, saying he hopes to open his new restaurant in a month. Minji Lee of Quincy, describing his menu at the Shaken Crab as Cajun seafood with a bar. Now, if you've had this kind of cuisine, it's a you know boiled seafood in a bag with all sorts of sauces and spices. It gets right. shaken up, and thus the name of the restaurant, The Shaking Crab. 1373 Main Street? That's what it says. That's the former uh, JT Sports Bob. You are correct. There you oh, go. Yeah. There and this you is, go. Is this a chain? Yes, it is. It I'm is glad, a chain. I'm glad you asked. The Shaking Crab began in Newton in 2015 and has 23 worldwide locations uh, i'm just looking at the uh, the menu here mm -hmm. uh ooh shaken sauce yes i wonder what that is uh, pick your seafood you pick your sauce mm -hmm. you get crab yep snow crab right blue mm -hmm. crab mm -hmm. yep uh, dungeness crab <laughs> yep uh i think that's about it that, that's, that's about it so anyway these locations worldwide including boston brookline newton quincy and foxborough and now finally springfield yes the springfield restaurant will be the only location under the ownership of mr minji lee of quincy and as you said bax Located in the space formerly occupied by JT's Sports Pub. Now, I'm not, uh, you know, I know I'm not uh, speaking, uh, saying something that's going to be uh, universally uh, appreciated, but I'm not a big fan of crab. You're I know there's shrimp on the menu, but crab, take it or leave it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, and I think I prefer shrimp and scallops over crab. I mean, if I'm going to look at the, my favorite crustaceans, lobster takes it every single time. Yep. I'll take a lobster. Not that big of a, uh, a deal with crab. You know what they used to have at Arnold's, and I haven't seen them in a while. They, the sh you talk about shrimp, mm -hmm. but they're what? What are the big, big, big ones called? The prawns. Prawns. Mm. Prawns. Those look really good. Oh yeah. Are they? Are they? Like, did you have? Have you had them before? Have you ever Not, had prawn. I've had prawn. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've had prawn. Yeah. Is it better or? I don't know like, if it's than a small shrimp. I don't know if it's better. It's more filling. 
It's yeah. a little bit more rich because mm-hmm. you're. I mean, you're talking about a, you know, a prawn is about the size of a bratwurst. You know, speaking of which, uh, Arnold's has like all this game meat over there. Oh yeah. I didn't realize how extensive their selection was because oh, yeah. I, you know, like when you go into a place, you really, you only know what you want. Like I'm, I'm a creature of habit, so I'm only usually going to get chicken or beef over in that one section uh, over the, in the one here in uh, in on uh, Shaker, was Shaker Shaker Road, Road. Shaker Road. Uh, there's a, that one section. I usually just go over that way uh, where the where the meats are. Oh but then, no! If you go like yeah. the, like towards the back of the store, there is a, there's a there's a freezer section yeah. of all kinds of different meats. Yeah, they had rabbit and like kangaroo. I've seen kangaroo. I yeah. always wanted to try that. I always I hear that place is a real meat market. Ooh, oh, look at you! Look at me with the big yuppers. Oh man! There's a there's a promo for later you, today. I'll tell you what though. Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, they got they got great stuff in Arnold's. Yeah, they do. I I, I was just surprised. I, it was one of those things I discovered. I I just I didn't realize that they had that kind of selection in that in that store. Oh yeah, you go go up and I, you see I I go up and down all the aisles. I mean, I grab you know you know beef, chicken. You know, I'll have them uh, you know cut up steaks for me or whatever. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a great way of doing it. But Mar- they got loads of stuff in there. Marrow bones for the dog, or marrow bones for the humans. A lot of people eat marrow these days. You know, they uh, they sold me a femur once. Really? Yeah. Hmm. From it was my dog's first birthday. So there's this giant like Fred Flintstone type bone sitting on the ground. No kidding. Wow. And uh, he couldn't even pick it up. I had to I had to bring it. Bring it into my garage and saw it in half. A femur from what yeah. animal? I might ask. A cow. Okay. A cow. Just, just cow, checking. Cow. Femur. Just checking. Yeah, but uh, but marrow. That's like the new butter now. Uh, they yeah. have they have ostrich too. I was I've just been told. An yes, they do. Burger. They do. While we're yeah. waiting for the shaking crab to open in about a month, we can also get ready for a new restaurant coming to. Here's your next geography quiz. Five fifty five Worthington Street in Springfield. The old Lido's. Yes. It'll now be called Rosé. Right. So they, this is, I believe this is the same woman who owned this, was trying to get this uh, approved a while ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one of those things that uh, I am ashamed to say, I never went to Lido's while it was open. What? I, I'm telling you, I know. They had like the best tomato sauce and it was like- My uh, wife tells me this all the time. You know, the, the, she's like, she cannot believe I never went to Lido's. I had like two, three hundred hours worth of gift cards to Lido's. Could never get anybody to agree to to go to Lido's. A guy who plays the Lido Shuffle probably fifteen times a day throughout his career. Yeah, I know. So true. Uh, Lido's, family-owned restaurant for sixty-four years, closed back in twenty twelve. So we'll be looking forward to Rose, the new restaurant opening this summer, and the owner. Kristen Fiore says it's going to be a restaurant, bar, and lounge as well. Yeah. Sounds good. Now now I've got the Lido shuffle in my head. Thank you very much. Lido! You know he was charging $98 a ticket to see them at uh, the Calvin? That's a whole lot. That's a whole lot of Lido shuffle for $98 a ticket. Glad you gave me the lowdown on that. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, I see what you did. What you did. Mr. Boz Skaggs. Yeah, there you have it. <clears throat> well, the folks at Lido Restaurant ought to use this as a theme. Maybe they can get the, the rights to use that for an advertisement. I well, wonder if I could take my my old Lido gift cards and bring them to this new place, Rosé. Yeah, I don't I don't think they're honored. <laughs> you don't think no, so? No, I don't it's think too so. too bad. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to those two businesses. 
In West Springfield, the Pyramid Company of Holyoke and Sterling Developers of New Jersey withdrew their application for an upscale housing development. Here's your next geography quiz at 711 Whitney Ave in West Springfield. Whitney Avenue. Whitney Avenue. I think I know where that is. That's a parcel of land near the Holyoke Mall. Okay. And according to the town administrative assistant in West Springfield, Kate Sullivan, this proposal had been scheduled for a hearing and a vote earlier this week, but apparently it was scrapped. No explanation or further details given as to why the project suddenly died and wasn't redrafted. The proposal calling for 166 apartments on that undeveloped land near the Holyoke Mall. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, like the area where the uh, the pediatrician's office is and stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't really know that uh, that street, but there's uh, by the street view I'm looking. There's like like nothing there except like a like a small house and and that's about it. Well, isn't the uh, the Amazon place near there? Yeah, again, this is I. You, th- there's no way to know when this picture was yeah, taken. Yeah, the the oh, Amazon yeah. warehouse is right there on the other side of the street. Well, yeah. So this so this picture's uh, uh, 2013 is when it was taken on the street view. So I'm sure there's a lot that's uh, gone on since then. More business booming at 228 Barry Road. Anyone? 228 Barry Road. Where in in Holyoke? No. I was. That's. This is part of your quiz here. Two twenty-eight Barry Road mm-hmm. in Hardwick. You're right. All right. The managers of a four hundred acre farm purchased in September for two point six million are planning a cannabis growing facility on that site, and they're getting closer and closer to opening up Zen Acres Farm. Ooh, very Zen. It's near the town Common in Hardwick, and they're having a community outreach meeting. April 14th at 6 p.m. to mm-hmm. talk about this new plan. And they're going to do this at the Hardwick Elementary School. Hey, what better place to talk about a pot growing business than an elementary school? Well, what? you know what? Uh, say what you <laughs> will. You know, it was it's good for kids to learn about agriculture and sure. farming good and business. Yep. Well, listen, I mean, we've talked about this for years. Like, you know, South Hadley High School is directly across the street from a liquor store. What What's the difference in having a grow farm near an elementary school? It's just another business that happens to be legal in this state. Right. But it isn't legal federally. And what people react to is the stigma that still lingers about cannabis, which is stupid at this point i mean it's really kind of you know the the that stigma has changed dramatically in five years ten years especially but i agree with you i mean what's you know what's really the, the difference it, there really isn't and you know especially with these these marijuana places these things are locked up like fort knox i mean you mm-hmm. it, it's not like i mean it's easier to walk into a liquor store anywhere than it would be to walk into you just can't walk into these farms i mean they're no. they're heavily protected <laughs> right so I don't know. Beautiful farmland, though. And as long as we're talking about schools in Chicopee, Western Mass News saying students at Chicopee High School will be handed magnetic locking devices for their cell phones starting today in order to stop them from being used in the classroom. Are per- these required or are they yes. voluntary? No, required. Hmm. The pressure that these kids are under, according to Chicopee's high school principal, Carol Cruiser, Unlike anything 
she's ever seen, according to the report in Western Mass News. And apparently the Chicopee High School teachers pleading with this principal to do something about cell phone distractions in the classroom. So the school is today launching that program that will require each student to lock their phone in a personal magnetic pouch during the school day. So you cut off all communication with everybody while you're in school. Well, there yes. You, go. you know, I think this is, a, this is a mixture of things. It's not only about the distraction in the classroom, but I also think it's because there has been a national increase of people getting the crap, crap kicked out of them at schools. Mm-hmm. So why would you want that publicity by every kid taking out a phone and, and, and giving that for up for social media or a TikTok video? Because there's whole, even on Reddit, there's a whole subreddit of fights. Like you can go and watch people fighting mm-hmm. all day long, and mo- many of them are taken at schools. Well, now, my kid's grown. He's 35 years old. Uh, Bax, I know you got college age girls, and you've got younger girls. How do you mm. deal with this situation with cell phones? That's could you let? Do they have cell phones? They don't have cell phones. And, okay, and they don't even have personal electronics. Good, good uh, for you. Uh, we talked about this a little bit li- uh, last week. Yeah. I, I took them away mm-hmm. a couple of years ago because I could see that it was uh, it was detrimental to their development, mm. and it's not a good thing. And you know, I think when people hear me say that, I think they get they get scared. Because it's a hard thing to do, yes. and it wasn't easy, and it sucked for about the first two months, like dealing with the mm-hmm. withdrawal sure. of, yeah. of those types of devices. And I, I didn't mm-hmm. want that to keep letting it getting out of control, so I just took the step and, and took took them away. I couldn't give up my phone. And and you know, the, the, they're <laughs> damn, you know they they're doing a lot better. They 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 they, they uh, they're developing better they're, they're playing outside which is cool like they're doing all these they're things. resenting you more oh yeah no, well, that's, that's supposed to be well that's always going to be that way <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to be their friend you're supposed to be their parent listen I, I i fully admit that i'm a dork dad mm-hmm. like i'm one of these you know guys that go you know hey dad i'm hungry hi hungry <laughs> i'm dad <laughs> that's great you know? stuff uh but uh yeah i i mean i don't have to deal with that problem but really if people just kind of stuck it out and said i'm gonna take this away from you it's probably the best thing that you can do for the health of your child is to take these things away coming up next and now hear this some audio from late night comedians last night all about will smith versus chris rock and some audio from a large pileup on interstate 81 in pennsylvania stay tuned to rock 102 Automotive technician. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 749 in the Black Crows with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Uh, it's, it's 18 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, everybody has a project they want to finish and sometimes it's a dream home improvement or sometimes it's a simple necessity. Rock 102 wants to help you get that project done with Pick Your Project brought to you by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements. You could win... $2,500 in cash, which you could use towards updating your kitchen with uh, Cowles Building Supply, concrete or masonry work from KNF Construction, carpentry repairs or maintenance from uh, Home Pro Handyman, or electrical work from Lyle Electric. If you want to win $2,500, bucks, you just go to rock102.com starting on April 4th and sign up. One winner chosen at random. Pick your project brought to you by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements. Visit them at daveminorroofing.com and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear 
what I'm saying. Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one, all about Will Smith versus Chris Rock at the Oscars. Will Smith hauling off and smacking the comedian and everything that happened after that. Late night comedians having a field day with that last night. Here's a montage. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Even Kanye was like, you went on stage and did what an award show? <laughs> yep, in just a split second, the Oscars went from Oscar de la Renta to Oscar de la Hoya. You know? <laughs> it, is, uh, it is Monday, unless you're Chris Rock, because I'm pretty sure he got slapped into next week. <laughs> Academy seriously discussed having Will Smith removed from the theater, but instead uh, they decided to let him give the longest best actor speech in history. <laughs> Which, of course, it was the longest best actor speech in history. They were going to play him off for you to beat the crap out of everybody in the band. Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert, and others having a field day last night. Not surprised. Not that's uh, that's. That's what you. That's what they're there for. Yeah, they jump on those things uh, sure. when you have to. As did we yesterday that's on our right. show, right? Clip number two comes from a horrible traffic pileup on Interstate 81 in Pennsylvania. Now, I got buddies back in Syracuse, as you mm-hmm. probably do as well, Steve, and all sorts of pictures of like 10 inches of snow there that fell in the last 24 to 48 hours. I have acquaintances. Nobody really cares to call me or <laughs> talk to me about anything. <laughs> so this snowstorm affected... Upstate New York and Pennsylvania. Here's a clip from a guy named Mike Moy, who was standing on the side of the road after his car was hit, part of the pileup on Interstate 81. But sort of only the beginning of the story. Here he is. Oh, watch out, watch out. Oh, God. My car is gone. I need to get off the road. (laughs) Look at that fire. Oh, my God. Oh, man, I'm going to go see if people, if I can help someone. Yeah, good idea. Maybe go help some other motorists there. So while, while he's filming himself and the damage to his car, you can hear the chaos ensuing around him. There's uh, The video is insane. Yep. I mean, the guy is standing there on the side of the highway. He obviously had just gotten into, he had fallen off the road. <clears throat> his car was okay up until it got hit by several other vehicles yeah and then there was a big tractor trailer that was on fire it was crazy it yeah. was uh, the smoke was coming from the thing but he did sound like a 22 news crew person <laughs> oh my god look <laughs> look look that car's on fire that's crazy i told you years ago uh, we were making the uh, the trip from you know massachusetts uh well two, two massachusetts from wisconsin mm-hmm. on our way back and uh we're not even out we're probably like on the Wisconsin Illinois border. I think the uh, Racine County mm-hmm. uh, down there. Anyway, we, it was snowing and it was a it, and it was the conditions were terrible, and we missed being involved in what wound up becoming an eighty car pileup. Wow! By about ten feet. Damn! Mm-hmm. It was like and it was and I I, I you know, my ex wife was driving and I was in the passenger seat and I just happened to look in the rear view mirror and I could see. There were cars behind us that had no control over what they were doing, yep. and I just said, "Stay to the right, stay to the right." And she says, "What?" And then as soon as, <laughs> yeah. as soon as I said that, all of a sudden, 
one car started to pile up after another. Damn. It, it, it's the scariest thing to be that close to something like that. Yeah, and that was a, he was saying it was a mix of snow and fog together yeah. that w- was causing and And it, the funniest thing, not the, nothing about it was funny, but I thought the oddest thing was there was this giant flatbed tow truck that just drove through the scene like nothing happened. Like they, he, he avoided all of the collision yeah. while every other car behind them was just piling up. Well, he's a professional with great tires on his rig, yeah, man. Obviously. Yeah. But the thing about these things is mm-hmm. if you're in those kind of conditions where you, know, you can't slow down, you can't move, there's literally nothing you can do. Right. Just... You just you know, you get involved in the pileup and hope that no one hits you harder than the, than you hit somebody else. We yeah. used to we used to drive from uh, from upstate New York down to New Jersey because we had family in New Jersey. So right. uh, we would frequent take frequent trips down I eighty one through Pennsylvania, and we would stop at this diner right on that stretch of highway there, right before you hit Scranton, and it was uh, called the Penyan Diner. Oh yeah, and they had, that was like. That was like, uh, yeah, Dad's taking us to the truck stop again. But it was one of those like really good breakfast places. They had the big four, the big ten four, the big ten four. Yeah, and it had uh, it had four of everything. It had four eggs, four pancakes, four slices of bacon, four sausages, <laughs> four slices of ham, and uh, you know I think it had like a waffle or something. Though that was the big ten was the was the waffle. So uh, that was that was some good stuff. I bet you none of these people ever made it to that one. Probably not. And but you're right, Bax. There's really not much you can do under those circumstances. One of the first times I ever drove in bad weather was in college in Middletown. The college is on the top of the hill, and the town of Middletown is at the bottom. And I got in my car on one of these types of days. Yep. Started to go down the hill. And Nothing you can do. No, lost total control. I did not hit a single other car that were parked on both sides of that street. You're lucky. Which is right. You're very lucky. And then, you know, they tell you what, not to steer into the curve when you're like, you know, don't like if you feel yourself going to the left, you got to pull a real, little bit to the right, correct? Isn't that way that goes? I think it's the other way around. Isn't it, see, like I, I, so, I have no happens, idea. It happens again to you. You'll learn pretty quick. I don't know. When it happened to me, I just screamed like a little girl and said, Oh my God, I'm getting into an accident as the car spun out of control and hit a brick wall. Kind of like this guy. <laughs> oh, watch out, watch out. Oh, God. My car is gone. I need to get off the road. <laughs> Look at that fire! Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna go see if people if I can help someone. It's like a scene out of Airplane with I'm total t- chaos. I'm telling you, he's a perfect candidate for the 22 News crew. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! There's a car on fire! <laughs> we'll have more, but Brian Lapis is coming up next. Right. <laughs> That's now hear this on Rock 102 Sports is next. Every. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, let's face it. In this male-dominated world, sometimes it's just better to let the women call the shots. Men, of which I happen to be one, can be short-sighted and selfish from what I've been told. And as such, there are times that our decisions are clouded with ignorance, stupidity, and various nonsense. Oh, sure, there are some men who will disagree with that statement, but who's kidding who? Deep down, we all know it's true. We're simply not meant to fend for ourselves. For example, yesterday, the wife of Baseball Hall of Famer Jim Tomey announced on Twitter that after 40 years, she has decided to cancel her family's Cleveland Browns season tickets. Cancel them. Why? 
because rightfully so, she is disgusted by the Browns' decision to acquire quarterback Deshaun Watson and immediately give him a five-year contract worth $250 million, fully guaranteed with a $45 million signing bonus. All of this comes despite the accusations from 22 women who have filed a mountain of civil cases against him for sexual harassment and assault, which, of course, I can totally understand. Several days ago, Andrea Tomei took out uh, took uh, to Twitter and announced, quote, officially canceled our Brown season tickets today and asked for a refund as they were paid in full. Very sad after 40 years as a fan, but I have to draw the line in the sand. I believe women, especially when there are 22 of them. Interestingly enough, nobody has heard from Hall of Famer Jim Tomey. He seems to be eerily quiet on the matter, and perhaps that illustrates the unfortunate difference between men and women. Mrs. Tomey canceled the tickets for morally correct reasons. Jim Tomey is probably wondering what this is going to mean for him. Can he still watch the games on TV? Can he still go to the games if a buddy has an extra ticket? Regardless of the justifiable outrage, a man needs to know the exact parameters of his moral obligations. Because when a woman insists on a definitive stance, a man without tickets is always going to look for ambiguities and loopholes. Sorry, ladies. That's just what we do. He can't be helped, even when you're in the right, which is just about all the time. But hey, and MMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at five DeWall power tools on sale all month at Rocky's for just 100 bucks each. I'm looking on my phone, the Rocky's app, or you can look in your laptop at rockies.com. Or you can do it old-fashioned like and go to the store and pick up the sales flyer. It's right there waiting for you. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's on the flyer, online, on the app, and on paper at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11 and Van Halen with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Yeah, highs in the 30s today, then you know, gradually warming up as the week goes on. 40s tomorrow, 60s on Thursday. Probably some rain on Thursday, though. Uh, somebody's, uh, you know, crapping all over my favorite restaurant. Uh, which one is that? Applebee's, of course. Yeah, I well, love Applebee's. What's not to love? Uh, to Applebee's franchise executive Wayne Pankritz. Surging gas prices are an opportunity for his business rather than a downside. That's because, as he told managers at franchise owner Apple Central in an emailed memo, the pool of people who work at Applebee's live, quote, paycheck to paycheck, right? Well, that's not living good in the neighborhood. And they will be forced back into the workforce to earn more. Pankritz also saw another silver lining. High grass prices will increase costs for competitors who won't be able to increase wages to the extent they had been. We all competed to hire out of the limited applicant pool, and there was a wage war. They will be, they will no longer be able to afford to do this. This letter is pretty uh, damning for for Applebee's. Yeah, and I, I guess uh, a lot of people are firing back, like they're just not, they're not happy. I sure hope this doesn't have a negative impact on their menu. But the but the thing is, yeah, well, they're. Come on, Bex. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's just a silly thing to say. I know they got high standards. Uh, it says, we all competed to hire out of the limited applicant pool, and there was a wage war. We all saw businesses hiring team members at 18 to $20 an hour. They will no longer be able to afford to do this. Trucking is the backbone of America, and as fuel costs rise, so will the charges for shipping. If those costs cannot be passed on to the cons- uh, cons- consumer in terms of menu price, the only area they can cut sizable costs will be in labor. The labor market is about to turn in our favor. What can you do? Besides hiring employees in at lower wages to decrease our labor when able, make sure you have a pulse on the morale of your employees. 
Your employees that live paycheck to paycheck are impacted more than the people reading this email. Be conscious of that. Many will need to work more hours or get a second job. Do things to make sure you are the employer of choice. Get schedules completed early so they can plan their other jobs around yours. Most importantly, have the culture and environment that will attract people. This sounds like a rich guy uh, <laughs> so out of touch with how it is to work and live in this country. Yeah, when a, when a guy who hasn't lived paycheck to paycheck ever in his life starts talking about people living paycheck to paycheck, it would be probably a little bit more appropriate to know that he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, listen, paycheck to paycheck is, uh, is, you know, a lot of people live that way. But, you know, if you're creating an environment where you're talking about like cutting wages and everything else, it's kind of hard to keep your yeah. workforce motivated to stick with you. The uh, memo, which was shared on social media, is sparking a backlash against Applebee's. Really? I didn't think that one was going to happen. With some consumers vowing to never again dine at the chain. Hey, I've been on that bandwagon for the last 15 years, pal. <laughs> and at one Applebee's location in Lawrence, Kansas, three of its six managers reportedly quit over the memo, hmm. according to the Lawrence World Journal. Well, what do you think? Well, they, they probably quit in Lawrence, Kansas, because their team's in the Final Four, and they want to watch no. the games. They don't want to work yeah. at Applebee's during the semifinals this week. Yeah, no, who, who wants to be serving the double-crunch bone-in wings mm -hmm. when there's basketball on the TV screens? That's right. Mm -hmm. And don't they have uh, drink specials at Applebee's, like, at different times of the year to, you know, honor, like, St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, I believe, or, uh, I believe mm -hmm. May for Cinco de Mayo is Dollarita Month. Right. Because... What tastes better than a dollar margarita from an Applebee's? Owning a restaurant, I, it, you know, there's a there's a romantic part of it where you say, "Boy, wouldn't it be great to own a restaurant?" But if you ever talk to someone who owns a restaurant, that uh, that dream yep. has been evaporated from their minds within the first couple of months of actually owning a restaurant. It's hard work. Yeah, it's one of the toughest businesses for sure. So when you have a situation where you've got labor shortages, you've got supply chain issues, you've got expenses today that you never had. I mean, what is the story last week in Boston where the uh, the mayor of Boston wants to add like a $5,000 tax on restaurants that have outdoor dining? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the most business unfriendly decision you could possibly make especially in a pandemic or still where you know still. restaurants have struggled to, and would continue to struggle yes. if they had to come up with seven thousand dollars in yes. order to continue their outdoor dining mm -hmm. i mean it just you know it does there's a, such a disconnect between you know corporations the people who work below you and what a city requires a business to operate in and it's like shouldn't we be doing more to help people out in owning businesses rather than, you know, squash the hopes and dreams of not only the business owner, but the people who work for them. But but this is what happens when you have, you know, oh, let's uh, let's give tax breaks to all these major companies. Mm -hmm. And like you just said, Max, they don't help the little person who's str a struggling family. You know, people people's perceptions of owners of restaurants are like, oh, well, you must have a lot of money because this place is doing well. You know what? The, the profit is. On a, on a restaurant is, it's not that much. You know how many hours a, a local restaurant owner yeah. has to spend in his restaurant to make sure he doesn't go under? Let's say you were open from 11 a.m. to midnight, you know, you know, or 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. as far as serving food goes. Right. You have to be there 
most of the time. Yep. Like you have no life. You 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 struggle and when it comes down to it, you're probably making about five dollars an hour from the profits that you receive from that restaurant for right. all the time and effort that you put into it. And, he, and here you got a nice place like an Applebee's serving delicious food day <laughs> after day after day. Okay, Mr. Sincerity. What? What are you talking about? I'm being totally sincere. But, I mean, a place like Applebee's, though, and, you know, I was reading a lot of opinions on this over the weekend, and one of them was, you know, the one guy had said, listen, I live in a, in a poor rural area, and Applebee's is like going out to a nice restaurant for mm-hmm. us because you got to think about those poor people. You know, as much <laughs> as I'm lucky that I don't have to resort to going to Applebee's for a meal. But th- think about how much that means to somebody or means to a family who can't afford to go to a, a fancier restaurant and mm-hmm. afford more food. Or a fancier restaurant may just be too far away. No, but Applebee's is one of those places where you can take a family of four and probably spend no more than $50 you know, for, for meals for everybody. I don't know about these days. I think well, the prices at all restaurants are jacked to the point where you couldn't do that. Yeah, but, but they still got that two for 20 deal on that menu. But, but, but that, that, that's the point being is that it's affordable yeah. to many families who can't afford to, to go so, you know, if you're shortchanging the people that work hard at those places, because that's the thing. People do these jobs because they need the money. They're not doing it because they're so loyal to Applebee's. No, I know. But, you know, but one of the things that is absolutely true about this pandemic, and I don't know if you guys do this, I, I, I feel, you know, I feel compelled to that I, I really want to do this. It's like if I'm going to a restaurant and I understand all the different issues that restaurants face. I mean, it's hard to do it when, it, when it's out of a pandemic. Even harder to do it when you're down staff in the kitchen, you're down staff mm-hmm. who are waiting on you, you're down a couple bartenders or you know whatever it may be. I try to leave the maximum tip that I can afford. Yep. Just, just because I realize that the amount of work that is necessary to keep this business operational winds up bearing down on the shoulders of the people who are working there yeah, I'm, and the I'm, least i could do is show the appreciation yep. for their effort even if the food stinks even if what i ordered is wrong and cooked poorly or tastes rancid i will give a big fat tip every time i'm, I'm with you Bax. during the pandemic especially i think i'm tipping more 25 percent as opposed to 20 25 percent man spent their money bags yeah there, look huh? at you huh? wow get must be being pockets. paid well around here well, there's, yeah. there's not much difference between 20 which is the norm right and 25. So if you're saying you tip a, a oh, at, le- at so least 21%. You, okay, there we go. <laughs> I was just and looking not for a dollar more. I was just looking for a number. You know, having uh, having waited tables in the past, mm-hmm. I tend to tip more than even if even if it wasn't like yeah. the best service. Yeah. Cuz people are struggling, man. Yep. Like, you know, if you're only, you know, if the minimum wage for a restaurant worker is what is it? Still like 293 an hour or some crap like that. Isn't right. that the minimum wage for for a wait it's staff, like free something, but it's really it's yeah. really it's, minuscule, it's ridiculously low. Yeah, they're, and they're, they're living on tips. Yeah, and you, and you average your yep. tips. So, yep. well, like I average make twelve bucks an hour mm-hmm. by the time I'm done uh, busting my ass for right. these things. Right. But uh, some people are just a little stingy. What does the uh, CEO of Applebee's make per year? Probably a lot more. And that's the thing. They're as. All the guff that they get for their crappy food, they're still a very popular restaurant, mm-hmm. and they still make a ton of money. 
So none of those people in that office that had that memo floating around mm-hmm. are the ones hurting, you know? Uh, it says here that as of 2020, I believe this guy was making $1.2 million a year. Really living paycheck to paycheck. Yes. Barely yeah. able to rub two pennies together to pay his bills. And on top of that, I'm looking at another stat here, Bax, that came up for me when I put that in a search engine. And it's the, I guess they have CEOs per market as well. Oh, and, really? And apparently it says the, the CEO near East Long Meadow at the Applebee's, 98000 per year. So in other words, the local CEOs wow. earn about a hundred grand a year. Well, well it, you can make bank in an Applebee's. It's probably like any other business where you have, you know, you have the major corporation, and then you have these little satellite, yeah. uh, like LLCs, because right. in case they get sued, they're not suing the entire corporation; they're only suing that one group of restaurants that they own. Right. Yeah. It's kind of a smart way to not be accountable for stuff. I gotta say though that that whole thing in uh, in Boston with that additional uh, outdoor dining tax, mm-hmm. I'm glad that's not catching on outside of Boston. I mean, I'm glad sure. you're not seeing that in Springfield, you know, where you know some restaurants have put you know quite a lot of investment in their outdoor dining. I mean, I think of uh, of uh, SEMA up in and uh, you know on uh, Boston Road up in, in Wilbraham. Yeah, they put up a ton of money on this outdoor deck. It's freaking beautiful. Absolutely oh, yeah. a gorgeous. Lot, a lot of these places have modified their spaces in order to accommodate more outdoor. Yeah, dining. and and to be honest, I I like the idea. I mean, I don't like the outdoors anyway because I you know I repudiate nature, but you know, I think the outdoor dining offers a different uh, a different feeling uh, in in, uh, in in at restaurants like you know Worthington Street. We got the outdoor dining for Theodore's and the places across the street that are now open. You just got to duck for the bullets going by your Come head. Come on, That's now, all. please stop. And let me point out, as I said at the beginning of the show, at 5.30 this morning, it is National Mom and Pop Business Owners Day. Now, there you go. It all worked out. Support mm-hmm. your local yes. mom and pop business. Yes. It's 8.23 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Rock 102, Talking Heads. Back Steve and Dave. Good morning. So we're talking about uh, restaurants, the challenges they got, uh, you know, certain restaurants uh, cutting wages and taking this shortcut and that shortcut. And uh, we got people on the phone. Rock 102, good morning. Hey, man, I'm a chef and uh, I've owned a couple restaurants and stuff. If you wanted me to break down how much money restaurants actually make on air for you, good. Yeah, yeah. Hey, tell, uh, tell us what's up. What, what, uh, break it down for us. Well, currently, actually, three weeks ago, I just took over a restaurant in Connecticut and we do about one and a half million in sales a year. 500,000 of that is labor and 500,000 of that is food costs. So even if you do everything right all year, you might make 500 grand to spread over all of your rent, all of your taxes, all of your linens, all of your insurance. Like if I hire somebody at $20 an hour, it's closer to $25 an hour after I have to pay unemployment insurance and all kinds of disability comp insurance and all that stuff. So on this million and a half dollar a year restaurant, the owners are hoping to make maybe 150000 And that's if everything goes right. You have a couple ovens go down couple issues with plumbing or something and you're completely screwed mm-hmm. well, let me, well let me let me ask you this because to, to me this is the other you know end of the equation how many hours would you say per day you're spending at your restaurant uh 
well, I ran a restaurant in the Florida Keys for three years, and I averaged over 95 hours a week. Yep. Most right. mornings, I was, there, I was there at 6 in the morning. A lot of times, I wouldn't leave till 11 or 12 so, at night. So your per-hour take is probably not much better than anybody else working in your restaurant, considering the kind of no. hours and time you got to put into it. No, and a lot of times, by the time the pizza gets all passed out, you don't even get a slice. You know, you make sure all your people are taken <laughs> care of first. Right. Um, so sometimes, you know, with the, with the big the big slice comes, but most of the time you're just getting the same slice as everybody else yeah. with a whole bunch of stress and, and BS behind it. You know? and, and this is why it, it bothers me when you hear about things being, you know, uh, done either you know by a city or by corporations that make it even more difficult for you to operate. I mean, you know, to me, you know, having you know restaurants, good restaurants in your town is a quality of life issue, and we should be doing everything we can to help restaurants. I couldn't agree more. When COVID first happened, you know, that seemed like what was going on. But you know, just for an example, the gloves I have to buy for my restaurant used to be about thirty dollars a case. They're up to about two hundred and ten dollars a case. Damn. So, yeah, these things that are supposedly, you know, they're supposed to be watching for price gouging and this and that, all, all the big boys are still getting their money, and it's really just trickling down to, to hardworking people getting screwed over quite a bit, you know. And uh, d- did you say you had, oh, you still have a restaurant that we can visit? What is it? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you on the air right now. I just took it over two weeks ago, <laughs> and it's a bit of a hostile takeover, but I'll call back in a couple weeks and, uh, <laughs> and spread the word, but. I appreciate it. I used to run the Manchester Country Club for the past 12 years, but got out of that to come help out a buddy with his new restaurant. So Gotcha. All right. Well, if you name the place Coup d'etat, I want to hear all about it. <laughs> I'll name it Nagel's Place. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> all right. Hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. You got it, man. Have right. a good one, buddy. Yeah, quite a story, huh? Absolutely. Good stuff. We got news coming up next on Rock 102. Smart banking, technology, and personalized financial support to set you on the right path. Unlock your potential at bankesb.com. Here's Dave Coombs. So while there's a new round of talks today, hopefully ending the war in Ukraine, there are talks continuing in Springfield to try and come to a conclusion in the Nathan Bills off-duty police assault trial. The jurors yesterday failing to return a verdict after their first day of deliberations. The trial focused on that 2015 street fight pitting a group of off-duty Springfield police officers gathered at the popular East Forest Park bar against four black civilians who later said they were jumped by the police, both groups Emerging injured, broken bones, black eyes, each faction pointing at the other as the antagonists and the aggressors. That's a, another uh, restaurant cost, uh, legal representation. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta hire a good attorney. <laughs> well, it's a good point. Nathan Bills have had to deal with that, I guess, right? Yeah. Other news locally: police investigating a hit and run accident that damaged an historic stone monument in Ludlow. An individual approached a town police officer in the area of Church and Center Streets in Ludlow, reporting that that stone monument to the Rood family at that intersection had been damaged by a tractor-trailer. This tractor-trailer apparently, according to some video footage, had trouble making a turn and resulted in the truck reversing three separate times and running over a stop sign, street signs, and eventually striking the monument and knocking a portion of it over. By the way, it's the second monument in Ludlow to be damaged in less than a year. The Ludlow Soldiers Monument on Center Street was also toppled and smashed back in 2021. Just want to have nice things in town. 
Is that so wrong? Is that so hard? You'd think, right? Well, yeah, that uh, trucking computer game back in like the 90s where you had to get the goods from one, one place to another. And he could crash into everything. But as long as you got the goods to where you were going, mm-hmm. you won the game. He brings up a good point. Yeah. And how did you do it that game yourself? You, did you win? Oh, I couldn't. I drove like this guy. I'd run over stop signs uh-huh. and hit monuments. and mm-hmm. then. Uh, <laughs> but I would get the goods delivered. I, would, I, was, I was an ace at that. So you'd win the game. In Springfield, police called to a shot spotter activation in the area of Central High School yesterday morning. According to Springfield Police and their spokesperson, Ryan Walsh, officers were called to a shot spotter activation across the street from Central High School, located on Roosevelt Avenue. A witness telling police it was fireworks ah. that set off the shot spotter in this case. Well, they're so easily obtained uh, just over the border in New mm-hmm. Hampshire. Yeah, and you know, oftentimes uh, Monday, uh, March twenty eighth, is a I believe a regional holiday and a cause for celebration. I believe uh, this is when uh, St. Patrick's drove all the snakes back into Ireland. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, because they missed them. Right, they wanted them so bad. That's it. According to twenty two News, the school was placed in a brief lockdown yesterday morning while police conducted the investigation. Ambulances were also at the school for a separate incident due to somebody who was sick at Central High School. In Chicopee, this Thursday was supposed to be the deadline for people to exit the Cabotville Mill buildings, but apparently that's been pushed up. Mm-hmm. All, all people, including business owners, now banned immediately from entering the Cabotville Mill buildings under a court order. There's been a six-month saga there pitting the city against the property owners because of faulty sprinkler systems and flaws with the farm uh, the fire alarm system. Uh, the city received an emergency order in Western Division of Housing Court in Springfield to close immediately the 770,000 square foot mill. The um the, the So what are they going to do? Are they going to tear this thing down? Are they going to you know, refurbish it? What are they going to do? I you know that's a good question. The reason why this was pushed back and the reason why people are no longer allowed in there immediately is because there were incidents of partying going on at the property after daylight hours. Ain't no party like a milk cabin mill party because a cabin mill party don't stop. <laughs> Until the landlord kicks you out. Yeah. I, well, you see, again, uh, you know, if uh, it's like it's like senior week at college. Mm-hmm. You know, it's everybody's last hurrah. <laughs> we're all moving out of here. You might as well get the kegs and do some <sighs> yellow shots, my friends. Right. I was told I had a great time on senior week. <laughs> you, don't, you don't recall. I huh? have no recollection of it whatsoever. And thank God that was years ago when there really was no social media. There were no, no social- cell phones to take pictures. Listen, I'm I'm aware of some of the things that I did in uh, yeah in the in in the throes of inebriation. <laughs> thank God they didn't, we didn't have you know uh, you know digital cameras or cell phones or the internet. Man, you have no idea how lucky we were. Well, I call it the throes of inebriation. I would say the ecstasy of inebriation. Oh no, no, it wasn't all ecstasy at all. <laughs> they uh, uh, Westfield State's uh, senior week uh, took us uh, to a whole week full of lovely downtown Springfield trips and local area restaurants. We didn't uh, like the one night we went to the Hooky Lao to see the. Remember they used to have the uh, the Hawaiian shows, like, I sure or the do. Polynesian shows, or whatever yeah. they did. And then uh, we had lots of scorpion bowls there. Oh yeah. And then uh, you know I was like the kind of guy to be like, 
Hey, you gonna you gonna eat? You gonna drink that one fifty one of the center of your scorpion bowl? Nope. All right, I'll come over and then I was like, take the straw, suck it up into my mouth, and then move on to the next one. You know, I remember you know, Marquette Senior Week. They it was it was you know nothing that the school had planned was stuff that seniors in college wanted to have anything to do with. Like every day there yeah. was a new Catholic mass, and they thought, oh, the seniors will come in for. For Catholic Mass. Yeah. It could, it, there's no way we're going in for a Catholic Mass. Yeah. We're using this final week to get completely obliterated. Yeah. Which is exactly what we did. Unless you got vodka in that chalice. That's the only way you're going to get us to come in here. Even the chalice that you've got to split between 500 people in a church? No, thank you. Speaking of students, according to Western Mass News, the students at Chicopee High School will have to deal with a new rule starting today. The school is launching a program immediately that will require each student to lock their phone in a personal magnetic pouch during the school day. There's been a lot of pressure from teachers calling for some sort of rule because cell phone use during classroom time has been out of control. Uh, then just ban the cell phones. Why, why can't you do that? Because, the well, the reason why they don't is because after school, if a kid needs to be picked up or there's an emergency, good point. Still use their phone. Don't we have lockers? Do we have not uh, cubbies? Lockers. Yes, but the kids can have access to the cubbies, right? Whereas if their phones are placed in these personal magnetic pouches during the school day, which are held onto by administrators, right? There's no access. Uh, you know that's going to be a cluster. Sure, it is. The guy who takes the phone. You know, you're going to have these uh, situations where the wrong phone goes to the wrong kid. Yeah, that's and then, right. And then what happens? All right. Hypothetically, if I were a student, this might be what I would do. Kids, don't. Okay. This right? is not advice, by the way, from Uncle Steve. You get it like an old flip phone, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you throw it into the, the case, the magnetic case. Right. Then uh, the guy takes the case, right? At the end of the day, you mm -hmm. come back and go, this isn't my flip phone. I had an iPhone 13 Pro Max. Where did it go? And then you sue the school district, you get your money for a new iPhone 13 Pro Max, and bam, you got a new phone for it. Or at the very least, that's not a bad plan. <laughs> Steve <laughs> Nagel, you glorious bastard. I'm telling you. How did you come up with it? a great scam like that? Or you just use your iPhone during the day. <laughs> And yeah. <laughs> put, donate that other crappy phone into the magnetic pouch. Yeah, that, you, that, that's a good. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm talking if you want to upgrade. Be what a money maker. Yes, yeah, yeah. You gotta, that yeah. is magnificent. What you a, what a, a Hey, you were in charge of this thing. Where did it go? You the one that wanted to take it from me. How come it's not here? Well, the real entrepreneurs <laughs> are going to latch onto this program again. That's Steve Nagel. That threw out that advice. I bet you were the kind of guy that would call up Domino's 20 minutes before daylight savings time so you get yourself a free pizza. Uh, I told you that I had uh, quite the experience in high school making prank phone calls because that was the time when the jerky boys were huge. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So I, uh, with two other friends, called. We were rec and we were recording. Remember Radio Shack had those little things you could you could suction cup to the phone and record the call <laughs> yes that's what we did and we were calling all different kinds of people and uh you know most of most of the time it was like harmless thing we dial a random number and you'd be like hey uh yeah your cat's stuck in my tree and she, and and the lady would be like well i don't have a cat and we'd be like i don't have a tree <laughs> and hang up, hang up the phone uh but then i did one of these uh, adam sandler impersonations he had come out with that album 
which included Tollbooth Willie on it, which is one of the filthiest, (laughs) the filthiest things I've ever heard, which I thought was great at the time Mm -hmm. I was 15. (laughs) And I thought that would be a good idea to put that accent on and uh, call the vice principal's office. And what wound up happening was one of the kids that we were with his mother was friends with that vice principal. Oh, uh, yeah. She, and they talk, and she says, you know, the woman had just come home from a long weekend of visiting her dying mother, mm. and she gets a phone call basically threatening violence on her answering machine, wanted to know if her son could recognize the voice on that uh, thing. He said no, but then after they got off the phone, he gets on the phone, calls the other guy we were with, telling him, get rid of that tape. Well, his mother was on the extension. She turned us all in. Really? Yeah. And we had, uh, and we were lucky. Like, if it happened today, we would be, we would have been in like a juvie hall. Like, th- like you would have been arrested. Sure. Immediately. Yeah. We didn't get arrested. She chose, to, and even though it didn't happen on school grounds, she chose to punish us via school. Mm-hmm. So five days of after-school suspension until five o'clock, which sucked. Right. From two to five. Mm-hmm. That's three hours. Every day. And then another five days of after school hanging with the janitors. That was the best time ever because the janitors didn't want us effing up what they're doing. So they're like, uh, you can go have a cigarette up in the uh, up in the loft up there in the auditorium. That's where everybody else goes, you know. So they would give us keys to yeah. different rooms and stuff. Wow, yeah, they, that's cool. Janitor in the Breakfast Club, the coolest guy yeah. at school, by the way. I am the eyes and the ears of this institution, my friends. Yeah, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. frankly, again, if it happened today, I would have probably been in jail. Well, hopefully, the statute of limitations is over. Yeah, I mean, you, you've basically just given us a confession. Exactly. We we admitted to it. I mean, I the whole thing was, you know, this is what they did. This mm-hmm. is how she handled it. Right, so there's no double jeopardy here. So that's good. Okay. No. We got highs in the 30s today, highs in the 40s tomorrow, low 60s coming on Thursday with a little rain. That's the news on Rock 102. TTM Tech. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 853 and Lenny Kravitz with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Hey, Chris Rock is coming to Massachusetts just like... Right on the heels of this incident the other night. His like first a, tomorrow night? Yeah, his first shows in Boston, tomorrow night through April 1st at the Wilbur Theater. Six shows in three nights, and then he'll be at Mohegan Sun in June. So if you're looking for some good post-Oscars humor and jokes, Chris Rock in Boston this weekend. Yep, that's what you do. You stage a big slap in the face at mm-hmm. an Oscars program, and then you sell tickets to your shows. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm just going to suggest that anyone going to any of those shows... Uh, gets out of their mind right away. Do not go on stage and slap him in the face. You will be thrown out of the Wilbur Theater. You will be thrown out unless he invites that. Maybe he'll. Maybe it'll be sort of like you know, free slap in the face night for every every other customer listen, in the audience. Listen, the Wilbur Theater is a pretty large uh, venue. Mm-hmm. You can fit a lot of people in the Wilbur. I I don't know if you want people slapping you in the face. That many people slapping you in the face, <laughs> or if you pay a premium cost for a, a ticket maybe that's what you get you ever yeah, see yeah. online these uh these russian uh face slap contests yes you know you get like the, yes. the, the two there's like a little table yep the stand-up uh like a high top table between you know two russians and uh yep. and the the idea is you're supposed to slap your opponent in the face until they can no longer stand up yep what a great idea for a, for, a, for a sporting event. And why has that not hit television yet? 
I don't know. know. It's on. It's on. Uh, it's online. You yeah. can. You can certainly watch the two Russian guys slapping the hell out of each other. Well, isn't it kind of like that MMA thing that wasn't on TV at first? Right. It was like a pay per view type of deal. So sure. maybe they'll. Uh, maybe I think most of them are. Aren't those those MMA fights? Or can you watch them on like ESPN? And I all think there's a now? growing audience that's now expanded yeah. into different oh, yeah. forms. But yeah, you're right. It started off as just pay per view. Right. So maybe it's the violence mm-hmm. thing that they don't really. Oh. want to listen, I'm all for violence. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know you want to get really slapped how about them russian guys uh, jump on the stage and slap chris rock mm-hmm. that i'd like to see chris mm-hmm. rock would still be flying through the walls if that were the case yeah but uh, nobody should be being slapped it was an awards ceremony uh, we shouldn't be doing this suppose you got the wagers on the slap uh like slap bets <laughs> i would like that I mean, like you put, bump, like, bump fights and slap slap Bets. Okay. No, than a cockfight or a dogfight, really. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It's humane. Nobody gets killed. I don't see any moral problem with any of this yeah. stuff. Well, I, I don't know. I, I just uh, think we should just put this whole thing to bed. It's only been, what, two days we're still talking about this thing? It's going to be talking about this for the next three weeks. No, no. I think some, hopefully there'll be some other news story we can focus on instead of this. Maybe World War Three will start. And oh, we'll that would go be, back to talking about that. That would be a welcome change yeah. of pace. Great. It's 8.56 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102.